0: Into Psychic Parrot, the podcast about amazing animals and the strange power of pets with
1: Al and Fred.
0: <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to yet another episode of Psychic Parrot. The show where we investigate animals' fantastic abilities. And if they indeed are psychic, I'm here with my host, Alistair
2: Goodwin. Animalus, Methodicus, Demacus, Deus. (laughs) Methodological animals today, Fred. It's a big one.
0: Uh, I'm very excited to hear about this. Hear about the... Balrog and the Midgard Sorm, and uh, all that stuff from Nordic
2: mythology, or uh, I guess we're gonna go yeah. in other directions. No, there's a few different directions we're going in today. So, see. Um, we're starting off with myths about actual animals. Ah. And then we'll slide more into the uh, animals with less evidence to prove their existence. <laughs> Actual mythical animals, <laughs> animals that have less evidence of existence. Yeah, that's Bigfoot. What I'm going with. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, no. I skipped. There's no. Ne- Unfortunately, if you were tuning in to listen to anything about the Loch Ness monster, yeah, it ain't happening. I, I just. There's too much information. If you want to learn about Bigfoot, then watch Bigfoot hunters or hashtag Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. There's a million bits of. I can't tell you anything new about Sasquatch. No. I have no personal experience with Sasquatch. You uh, don't have anything against the Yeti? No. But, I mean, do they not have a Norwegian Sasquatch?
0: <laughs> no. You
2: have um, seen one? I've seen a moose. You're sure it wasn't a uh, a deity of some kind? It wasn't Odin visiting you to uh, bring good tidings for the harvest? You know, the um, in Nordic
0: mythology, there's the two ravens... Uh, but we'll talk about those later, eh? Oh, will we? <laughs> yeah, we will. All right.
2: <laughs> I'm not going to uh, miss
0: out on those guys. Charlie tight lips. going to keep his lips sealed for a while longer. Wow, we
2: got the Simpsons reference in early today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Better make sure. <laughs> All right, take us away. So we are going to talk about animals that have a mythological story built around them. And we're going to start in Madagascar of course a section i'm calling Ay, forget about the last one have yourself a murder <laughs> so <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of singing today it's an emotional day uh, maybe not i don't know um <laughs> but uh the the I is a sort of lemur thing that i love lemurs madagascar when itself. they walk on two i don't even think they exist I like them walking backwards and they look like diplodocus. They moonwalk? No, if you just play the recording of them backwards cuz oh. their tails are up it looks like a dinosaur's head. Oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good old Reddit.
0: Good old Reddit. Yeah, we're on Reddit now. So, watch out.
2: But so this is like the lemur's ugly cousin. What's it called again? An oh, i i. I have no idea. A Y E A Y E. So I might be mispronouncing that. Yeah. So the locals of Madagascar, this is a harbinger of death. This is telling you that death is coming.
0: If you see it, you're yeah. out, you're
2: out. Yes. Yeah, so Not necessarily you, but someone. Yeah. It's oh. like the raven or whatever, or yeah. like in New Zealand, it's this bird called a fantail. Mm. And if a little fantail comes in your house, it means that uh death is coming. Yeah. I don't know why we're starting off in such a negative spot, but. It's not really that negative, it's just a myth, you know? There's no truth necessarily to this. I don't think IIs are working in league with astral entities, but maybe they are. (laughs) Who are we to say? Um, So, the belief is that they will sneak into your house at night and pierce your heart with this cool, long, middle finger that they have.
0: Oh, they're actually actively involved in this.
2: Yeah, so they're out doing it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but so, unfortunately, because of the deforestation in Madagascar, the eye the are on the endangered species, but it also means that they're encroaching on human land more, mm. so that more people are seeing eye-eyes and freaking out. Mm. And it doesn't really help them that they are really inquisitive and friendly towards humans. <laughs> Yeah, so the II is, island is uh, it's not uh, not doing great. They could really do with some sort of whale style PR mm. to uh, save them, because mm-hmm. yeah, they're gonna they're gonna need a hand. Madagascar, man.
0: Do we know that it exists? It's such a crazy
2: island. Haven't you been to Madagascar? Oh, you went to Galapagos. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. that exists. Yeah, I tell you. Yeah, sure it does. Sure it does. <laughs> Who got to you, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> the Galapagosers. David got to you, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good old David. We get that cease and desist letter from David Attenborough, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we have a Labrador oh, lawyer yeah. to stop anything like this from happening, so we're good. Yeah. So that's just a little bit on the aye-aye. II. I wish I'd put that later on in the episode. Um, (laughs) Well, you can. (laughs) I'm not that good at editing. Um, (laughs) As you can tell by the last seasons. (laughs) Um, So now we're going to move on to... Jaguar. Jaguar? El Jaguar. Huh? The Jaguar. Yeah. The spotty fella. Intrigued. Yeah. So... Apparently, if you see a jaguar, you should be very careful uh, not to wake it up or to disturb it. It's grumpy Uh, in the morning, huh? Yeah, but it's also because they have one of the strongest bites in all of the animal kingdom. (laughs) And they can, like, kill an armored caiman, like a little crocodile, or even, like, get into a turtle. Mm. So uh, Armor-piercing teeth? So, really, if Krang had had any sense... He would have... Bebop and Rocksteady would have been jaguars. Ah, yes. Not rhino and... Uh, the natural enemy of the turtle is not <laughs> the rhinoceros. <laughs> <laughs> so, according to this uh, website, Natural Safari's, where I've got some really cool facts about this, the Aztecs were pretty mad for jaguars. Yeah. And so there are, some of their elite military units would have been called the Jaguar Warriors. And people used to drink jaguar blood to absorb the power of the predator. And they would also commune with the spirit of jaguars during psychedelic experiences. So it's a pretty symbol of the shaman. Well, a pretty symbol of the shaman, but a symbol of shamanism. And so there's multiple jaguar deities in the Mayan pantheon, like that were involved in everything from war to midwifery. Midwifery? Yeah huh you'd uh yeah so that's one for you fred like you <laughs> you appeal to a uh, jaguar spirit to guide your partner in your future endeavors
0: yeah the um yeah okay i can i can ma- mention that at home
2: yeah see if it sticks yeah just watch See if the jaguar is going to be your spirit guide so depictions of jaguars are. a uh, are particularly prominent in Mesoamerican cultures, where the predator was closely tied, as I said, with shamanism and the concept of transformation. So, usually, shaman's role in society was to act as like the intermediary between the physical and the spiritual world, and the jaguar was said to possess uh, the ability to transgress these worlds. So, a lot of shamans would be depicted being able to transform into jaguars. Mm. So, this is how you ferry across, or how you can have a you can be in connection with the spirit world is through jaguars yeah is that's one as cats i've seen
0: yeah i've seen so many like shaman uh cartoons where the shaman guy has like a jaguar skull on his head and the whole fur on his back
2: yeah exactly and that's because they're uh the telephone
1: oh, that's a the telephone
2: <laughs> the, yeah the telephone to the Astral world. No. <laughs> I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> it's the worst metaphor I've ever come up with. Maybe not. Uh, the telephone to the astral world. Yeah. Just dial 1900 Jaguar. And you can yeah. be talking to grandmother for 99 99 <laughs> Excellent. Call cool now. Limited spot supply.
0: The Aztecs, by the way, they were the Mexican
2: ones, right? I think they went, like, Mayan and Aztecs and Incas, I think they were. I mean, I can't tell you that completely. I Incas think, were Peru and Aztecs, I, I think, 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 were, they were Greece. Like, no, not Greece. <laughs> Mexico. Greece. The Mayan world. Like, I'm not going to pretend I know about that stuff. Although I have been to, uh, to Cal and Palenque and forgotten a lot about that stuff. But
0: I've been to Machu Picchu yeah mm. well, we've, we, we should know more about it saw a
2: hummingbird that day really that I was wonder funny wonder what that means oh they need more engaging <laughs> tour guides Eh, I don't remember anything about that no <laughs> other than on the way home the guy uh, rolled these enormous joints using maths textbook paper oh yeah it was very strange I thought that was quite an odd thing for a tour guide to do. But, um, <laughs> sure is. Whatever. Elastic tour guides. Okay, so you're ready for another little uh, snippet of animals inquiry? Yeah. So yeah. to have a song? Yeah, this is good. Well, actually, no. This just has a terrible. Oh, I can have a song. <laughs> Let's go. I never know if I'm penguin or pangolin. You know, the, I don't know the rest of the words for that kink song. (laughs) I never know if I'm a coming or I'm going. It's on State of Confusion. Oh, that's one of those late albums that you've heard in my own. Yeah. 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 So pan Stalen or pangolin. (laughs) I'm losing it on the puns today. Um, (laughs) So what would you, if you broke a mirror, Fred, what's the solution? You've got seven years bad luck the solution is go and see a pangolin because you get seven years good luck for seeing a pangolin
0: oh it just zeroes out i i assume if that's how it works that's mm. <laughs> yeah then it would zero out like. or you get like a whole whirlwind whirlwind of good and bad luck every day it's just yeah. your your life is complete chaos every day
2: yep you find a sandwich and you lose a finger yeah so- <laughs> Uh, yeah, something I don't know. That's again. I was just thinking about fucking Kirk Van Houten when he's complaining that they haven't cut his sandwich. <laughs> That's a deep cut for the Simpsons faves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway. So pangolins. Um, their trick is that they are said to be able to travel the world undetected through a series of subterranean tunnels.
0: I um, I went to the Pantanal on this same trip as we went to the Galapagos and. One of the dudes in there caught one of them. And was really? Just, yeah, just holding it by the
2: tail. What? A pangolin.
0: Yeah. You is it don't... the same species? Mm, it's they're about uh, they're close to a meter long, but yeah, no, these they... are
2: little fellas. Like... Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Well, we can look one up. Feel free to pause your po- your podcast and look at a pangolin. And also, if you really need to go and listen to State of Confusion by the Kinks, so
0: many, (laughs) so many editor notes to be made here.
2: Yeah, (laughs) references. Yeah. Do you think every single reference we should be quoting? Episode fourteen, series, (laughs) season four of The Simpsons, minute (laughs) (laughs) twenty-five. So that's um, yeah. So they can go around in their subterranean tunnels. But these fellas are unfortunately a little delicacy and used in making a lot of medicine, so another one of these things where the myths are just uh, still present, and people think that these poor little fellas are uh, mm. magic when and again, like that's cool, but it's also not that cool because then people wanna yeah grind them up are they endangered? guess soon yeah, I think most of these ones are. Like, this was an interesting thing, because this is talking... This uh, articles I was reading from this uh, Safari website it was, yeah, about how these myths are damaging animals. Mm. Because, yeah, if you think that the eye-eye... You, you have to kill an eye-eye if it comes near you, because it's going to kill you, oh, then yeah. that's not good for eye-eyes, in the same way that it's not good for jaguars. Um, sometimes, if people want their blood... So, m- myths...
0: Myths about actual animals, very bad.
2: Well, not all of them, but some of them do impact... Some of them um, will be worshipped. Yeah, like the cats uh, did well out of myth-making, if we remember. Especially in Egypt, not so much in the plague times, but right now they're doing okay out of Mm. the witch myth and stuff. Cows of India, they're... Yeah, exactly. They're making lots of hay. They are making serious (laughs) hay on (laughs) myths about cows, but... Hadn't thought about <laughs> that. <but> you're right. <laughs> Probably right. Um, but
0: uh, I'll tell you one that loses on it. That is the llama. I went to Bolivia on the same trip that gets referenced all the time now. The little witches has little uh, witches uh, boots in La Paz in Bolivia, mm-hmm. and there they sell all all sorts of stuff. But uh, they sell tiny llama fetuses dried up. Woof. And they have about like twenty of them. Like. In different sizes. How many did you get? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just stood there and stared, man. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to ar- order one.
2: Haggle for one. Though. What's yeah, the yeah. market rate for a llama oh. feeders? Oh, gang dang. Anyway, let's just try and it the darkness yeah. for the start of this. But again, like, you know, with psychic power it's not all it's not all happy sunshine. No. It's serious stuff yeah exactly yeah. Let's, let's, in, let's embrace the uh the seriousness uh next section don't mess with dolphins bottos, or pink river dolphins pink river dolphins yeah you know what the pink river dolphin is i do also maybe seen them on
0: your trip <laughs> i didn't we chose to go to the pantanal instead of going into the rainforest to see this river with the pink river dolphins it's funny how they can be seen on demand it's like they're not real
2: yeah, but, I mean, it is it is a bit funny. But, I mean, I guess it's just knowing where they hang out. And also, they've got yeah. it pretty good. Yeah. But it actually might have been for the best if, you know, according to this myth, you may have uh, you may have uh, dodged a bullet. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you think you could uh, detect a dolphin. I'm, I'm absolutely sure I can't detect a dolphin. Oh, actually... Um, <laughs> This actually, I'm going to tell you about something after this, because I think I might have met a, a dolphin once. Um, <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. So, <laughs> wow. I can't believe I've been right to that. now. So, <laughs> the, so these dolphins are protected largely due to the fact that the locals believe that bad luck comes to anyone who hunts them or eats them. Oh yeah. So these are often viewed as shapeshifters, which now feeds into something that happened to me that are able to turn into humans whenever they want. So the superstitions vary. So look one in the eye and you'll have nightmares for the rest of your life. Lucky maybe you didn't look one in the eye. Because I would have looked them
0: straight (laughs) in the
2: eye. So according to uh, local legend, the pink river dolphin is the guardian of the manatee. And if you want to see a manatee, you have to first make peace with the river dolphins. uh, And then they'll let you have a look at a manatee.
0: Hmm. What is a manatee? It's a sea cow.
1: Oh.
2: A Manny tee. It's like this little t shirt that uh, you can buy. Only <laughs> <laughs> <I'm usually laughs> for people called Manny. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: yes. I do ask the stupid questions that
2: no one dares to ask. Yeah, but that's the point. Like, you weren't the only person going, what the f-? a What is this guy talking about? Why would I want to access one? Like, <laughs> this seems like a scam. Is he working with the dolphins? Like, <laughs> I still
0: don't understand, but uh, we can listen back and uh, figure it out.
2: Again, like I would suggest having Google open for some of these, because yeah. I don't know if you know. The, I didn't know what an i, I was until uh, I read about them, so I can't expect everyone to know. Until you saw a backwards video. No, that's a lemur. That's a lemur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> some people say they were, the, they were previously humans, and some say that they were going to become humans, and others that they collect the souls of those who die in rivers. Mm-hmm. The main belief surrounding the dolphins is that they change into young men during the night to seduce local women. So this is, again, one of these bad things where if a woman falls pregnant and they don't know who the father was or whatever, then they just blame it on a dolphin. Uh. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's one of these things that reinforces some pretty <laughs> negative things.
0: Baby's born and it's like,
2: he's like, kind of pink, isn't he? Yeah, mm. oh, He's not mine. He's the dolphin. <laughs> don't dolphins? look him in the eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So according to this legend, at night, the dolphin morphs into a tall, handsome and elegantly dressed man. Mm. The man is usually dressed all in white sometimes wears a hat to cover his blowhole (laughs) Um, and then yeah causes a lot of unexplained pregnancies as well as birth defects like if a baby's scalp hasn't formed entirely people think that that's because a blowhole is forming and so if you're a fatherless child in the amazon people sometimes refer to you as a child of the boto, which is i think pretty cool really (laughs) (laughs) Like the name, anyway, not the concept. But um, so children and adults are are warned to stay away from the riverbank, as the dolphins can drag you underwater to the city of Encante. Ooh, can we go there? Yeah, <laughs> where you will never be able to return to land again. Oh, it's a one-way street. <laughs> All right, let's not. But I I like. I think it's cool that there's a. They have their own city. Yeah. So this is a tale that I borrowed from. Somebody whose name I'm going to butcher, but Zlaka Szenga Vilak. Thank you for this little snippet. So, there is a popular legend about a man who likes to hunt and shoot dolphins. He's wounding many of them just for the fun of it. He's a bit of a douche. Uh, so, one day, the dolphin people, dolphins, some couple of girl dolphins and some soldiers, pull him out of his boat and into the river. They take him to the city of Encante. So in the city, there's a large hospital full of all the people he's injured, and they show the man all the pain and suffering that he's caused, and then he's they make him stay and care for them until they're all healed, and then he's allowed to uh, return to his family, pretty much to say, "Don't mess with dolphins." Like he, they reformed him, and he never hunted another dolphin. Only guy that ever got out of the city. Yeah, exactly. Because a lot of the hmm. the, ta- the other tales I read, it's contrary that like lone swimmers. Uh, are taken there and never return hmm. but it's actually supposed to be quite nice like i don't think it's a it's too bad it seems like it's a sort of beautiful city and if you could get used to just being mates with dolphins you could probably and there might be some other people there so like there might be a nice little small community of in swim, my head. swimming enthusiasts <laughs> yeah hot, hot springs and stuff um i'm in
0: my head it just turns into that city that had was using dinosaurs as you know mm. um that book that has or the flintstones s- no not the flintstones it's this book that has like this like um we can save this for the dinosaur episode <laughs> oh yeah but uh <laughs> but this is very mythical it's okay. like, yeah. not even <laughs> mythical it's just like how would it be if humans lived in this like paradise city by the sea and they had dinosaurs both as like pets and horses and uh, you know just dinos hanging out it's a book it's a book
2: okay it's quite entertaining we'll have to get a copy of it yeah put it on the put it on the instagram follow us on instagram at <laughs> psychic Parrot podcast yeah hashtag something um I, yeah i'm terrible at plugging hashtag armadillo yeah, hashtag pangolin. <laughs> <laughs> so next, that's I think in a bit of yeah, they're having a bit of trouble with getting fished now, but people are really against it. So it's uh, mm. there's been this big uh, this big issue with like this horrible fish getting caught and sold in Brazil, and because it loves stinky carcass, they cut up uh, bottos to feed them or to fish them hmm. but people are like not so down on it because obviously people like they sound awesome and people don't want to mess with them which is really good this is positive myth making like it really feels like if you can make like a good enough myth hmm. you can protect just about anything
0: yeah um, it's, but uh, it can't be uh, i feel that myths are often fear-based but if they're they're like either fear-based or use them you know, dry them up, grind them up, drink them in your
2: smoothie mitts, mm. yeah, exactly, because of their power they represent, mm. but I think with these guys, like I don't think there's people that really want to go and like take over the dolphin city or anything, so like there's no mm. there's no pl- there's no gain in, uh, in in hanging out with a pink dolphin. that um,
0: would be a episode of Mythbusters yeah,
2: <laughs> so uh, shall we move on to another one? Sure, Snow me the leopard. Snow-me-the-leopard! <laughs> no. Grey goes to the mountain. Grey goes to the mountain? The snow leopard. Leopards generally said to be closely linked, again, to shamans. Big cats, people love them. The snow leopard totem, in particular, represents inner knowing and respect for the mysteries of life and death. So quite similar to the jaguar. Mm. But just different part of the world. Yeah. Uh, which is always interesting that, like, some of these stories... Like, there's some myths that exist across the whole world. Mm. And it's not the same myth, but it's the same narrative, and it's the same yeah. meaning. And there's a very shallow pool of myths that only exist uniquely in certain areas of the world. Mm. Like There's a few Irish ones. That's not really what we're after. It's just a side thought. You think the two IDs, like, were
0: made up two times, or do you think they were exported and implemented
2: I don't well I don't think snow leopards and jaguars live anywhere near each other no but I think that if you saw a jaguar or a snow leopard you might be quite you know stunned or you know in awe of this beast that you've just come across like I think if I me and a couple of like other like cold fellas came across a snow leopard for the first time we'd think oh my Hmm. there it is there's there's God He's gonna eat me, <laughs> especially after he rips your throat out. You're like, oh, okay. I'm not the, you know. I think as soon as we hit the top of the food chain, we stopped worshiping animals and worrying about them getting annoyed. Yeah, us Yeah, snow leopards remove people's sins from past lives, and that if a snow leopard is killed, the sins will be transferred to the killer's present life. Mm. So if you if you're doing it right, then a snow leopard sort of purifies you but carries your sin but Hmm. then whoever kills the snow leopard gets the the collective sins of all the sins that he's uh cleared of everybody
0: that's pretty good yeah for the snow leopard
2: yeah no it is good i'm uh, down with
0: it (laughs) (laughs) you're not gonna kill one anytime soon
2: I don't think I would ever, unless it was him or me. But even if it was him <laughs> or me, it's definitely going to be him. Like, yeah. there's no way. <laughs> How would I conceivably kill a snow leopard? Like that? <laughs> unless I hit it with a car, maybe. Like,
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 with your snowmobile. Yeah, exactly. It's not happening, mate. It's like a very sick and old one. I don't even think then. Like... No. But while we're in the area of the Arctic... We thought I'd talk a little bit about the polo bear. Yeah, so... Nanook, Master of Bears. Ooh.
0: You must know about Nanook. Heard the name. It rings a bell, but I can not
2: tell you a sensible sentence. Okay. Okay. Again, apologies for pronunciation. Um, Mm. So, myths associated with polar bears exist within most inhabited areas of the Arctic. They tell of a beast able to shed its fur and take human form to enter igloos. Hmm. Polar bears are the Swiss Army knife of Arctic, Arctic survival because they're usable for meat and fur and, you know, they're just the, everything you need. You can probably get out of a polar bear. So that's why they're so highly respected when seen as gods, because they're the provider. Mm. You know, they uh, give you all you need. So legends tell that if a polar bear was treated with respect upon being killed, it would share the news with other bears who would in turn be like, okay, well, then you can kill me as well as long as you're going to do it respectfully. So paying respect to a polar bear's soul took the form of hanging its skin in a special place in the house or the igloo uh, for several days, uh, while its spirit was offered tokens, like weapons and hunting tools for male bears and needle cases and skin scrapers for female bears. So again, it's like this division of labor thing Hmm. that, yeah, also the into the the bears so if this is done correctly the bear would obtain the souls of the tools which he would take with them to the afterlife tools of souls yeah so you've hung the skin mm. given him the tools the offerings the whatever the weapons mm. and then after if if this is ritual is followed then the bear gets the tools in the afterlife like oh, yeah. an egyptian getting buried with all their stuff <laughs> No, I'm just
0: thinking that the afterlife is that dolphin city in the river. Yeah. So now I'm just seeing a, a polar bear with this huge tool belt, just being
2: a, a janitor or something. I guess if a dolphin drowned in the Brazilian Amazon, then yeah, he would go there. Like, but I think they have their own one. Like it's next to the eel pond. Oh, yes. <laughs> with all the jewelry. So yeah, then they would take this stuff to the afterlife. If a hunter violated the practice, mistreated the bear, or failed to honour its spirit, Nanook would see that that all bears stay away from him. And he would never have a successful hunt again. Huh. Cause polar bears talk to each other about this sort of stuff. So who is Nanook? That's the, just the uh that's the Inuit or some some tribe's name for the polar bear. Nanuk. Oh. Okay. Uh, I should have maybe mentioned that earlier. Because <laughs> <laughs> see,
0: I thought Nanook was like the medicine man of the uh, Inuits, but uh, then
2: uh, it was the actual polar bear. Nanook, yeah. Mm. So Nanook taught the early ancestors of the Arctic how to hunt seals. Oh, yeah. And then in pre-Christianity Scandinavia, a polar bear was the best and coolest gift you could, perci- you could receive at Yule which was, I guess, the precursor to Christmas. Yeah. So if you showed up to the, like, Lord or whatever with a polar bear, they're going to lose their mind. This is what every... This is the Nintendo Switch of, the, you know, of pre-Viking <laughs> Scandinavia. Yeah. yeah. And it was like some guy... One of the biggest stories was like this guy a caught a mother and two cubs and the local, I don't know, chieftain... Apparently, lost his mind about it. (laughs) Best day. How did you know? Best day. (laughs) Not what, three polar bears? (laughs) And all those people sitting there with their brown bears going, It's all fine, I guess. (laughs) It's still a bear. (laughs) Is this the right bear? Yeah, mum, thanks. (laughs) A wolf. A a (laughs) moose. A flippin' (laughs) moose. Yeah, I don't know how happy people were about receiving moose. Maybe I think that would have been a hard one to get. So let's ampire it up <laughs> with a vampire bat. <laughs> bats, the vampire bat particularly. Ooh. So tell me about vampire bats, Fred. Let's have a little. <laughs> they are
0: uh, bats, probably from Asia, and they have little
2: fangs. Do they drink blood? Well, kind of. So, cool. vampire bats are nocturnal creatures and feed entirely upon blood. Awesome. You're right about that, but they don't. Uh, so, but the thing is, they don't suck it out. Mm. They, they cut the, little, the whatever yeah. um, and then just lick it off the cut because they have razor sharp teeth. And there's all these stories that I've heard like of people, like you're asleep, and because their fangs or their little teeth are so sharp, they pierce you without Were you being able to sense it. Mm. and then people wake up and there's a bat sucking on their toe oh. um, again myth and then just they're just like hey seven yeah. years of luck and then they're suddenly really like sensitive to sunlight and garlic <laughs> oh and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you bought me a cross for Christmas <laughs> <laughs> uh, vampire bats are often linked with death again because Mm. I think both myths are in some way an explanation of life and death. Like, they're always a, a concepts of this morality tales. Um, So in some places, they're seen as the souls of people, including sorcerers, criminals, and the unburied dead. So similar to cats in that people thought they were that was where you went if you weren't good for heaven. Mm. So there are a huge amount of stories in folklore involving uh, bats, such as rubbing bats' blood on your face will help you see in the dark. Powdered bat wings and coconut oil will reduce graying in your hair and baldness. I wish I'd known that. (laughs) Cure for baldness. Yeah, a powdered bat's heart will stop a bullet.
0: That's famous last words. Been proven. Hmm. Been proven. Never (laughs) successfully. (laughs)
2: Never successfully.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Disclaimer: Don't try this at home.
2: Never try any of this stuff at home. (laughs) Don't feed your cats LSD. Don't try and, like... Don't feed anything LSD. Don't try and tame an ape. Like, just please leave animals alone.
0: Yeah, the pink dolphins. No LSD.
2: Yeah. No ketamine. So, and contrary to uh, belief, if you swab a gun with a bat's heart, the bullet never misses. But, on a little more positive thing, uh, legitimately, science scientists have used bats like enzymes that stop blood from coagulating i guess because it's they they don't want to coagulate in their stomachs as medicine to help heart patients huh so studying vampire bats has had a lot of benefits to people's heart health so people have problems with their blood coagulating
1: yeah
2: yeah i think so well i don't think they're just doing it for nothing but maybe they are hmm Maybe scientists say eh? we've all we've learned is that scientists do a lot of stuff just to see. Yeah. But this is legitimate. Like they are making uh, medicines from the enzymes. They're
0: also be- being blamed for
2: diseases. Oh yeah, well, currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but let's bad uh, press. Bad press. Let's leave the anti-bat agenda. They've got enough bad press. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to a more modern uh, myth that I thought was fascinating. So. I'm not, I, like it's this thing that gets used a lot or at least uh, it seems to get used a lot in like free expression or poetry jams uh, mm. sort of like African-American uh, like imported tale called the signifying monkey Ooh. and like signifying was uh, exchange boasts or insults mm. in a sort of ritual or game you know like you see in the mo in the sort of early 70s movies with the sort of the black power and the uh, equal rights movements that people say, signify. Oh yeah. You know, and so there's some really awesome retellings. And this is why I'm not gonna tell you the story of the signifying monkey. I'm gonna encourage you to go and look it up because I've seen a couple of people say it (laughs) and it is just so cool. Like hearing somebody talk like 70s jive (laughs) about a monkey, an elephant and a lion it's just that's so awesome. So really, like get a pen out. Johnny Brooks Signifying Monkey nineteen seventy eight. Johnny Brooks, eh? It was so cool. And like and that's it. Like this story just gets told in different ways and then you can look at different tellings of it and it's always like a poem, but it's people's own hmm. retelling and imagining of what is effectively a monkey, uh, and why monkeys live in trees.
0: But what about the elephant?
2: But that's part of it. Like, this is oh. why I'm encouraged. I'm just trying to l- lay the breadcrumbs that might get you to go and see this.
0: See, now I really want you to tell the story. Exactly. Uh. So you're going to go and have to look it up.
2: Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. So now we're moving on to another animal. We're t- we're, like, I'm. we're stepping out of actual animals now into the more, like, Mythological, cryptid style mm. animal that is n- very much not an animal that we've seen before. Potentially the, the Balrog. You know Balrogs? Um, sort of Tolkien.
0: Is Balrogs the ones that are so ugly you'll die when you see them? I I don't know. I didn't. No. I didn't do any Balrog research. Okay, so that's my <laughs> <laughs> that's my segment, eh? <laughs> glad i came prepared fred explain to me (laughs) balrogs yeah um i've actually listened to a podcast about it but i've forgotten 70 um but yeah apparently balrogs are animals that are so ugly what do they they look like well if anyone, if, if, if if anyone who ever saw one died you know there's no nobody knows how they look that's true yeah So it's tough. There's very little science about it because (laughs) all the Balrog scientists died or they know nothing.
2: So then the premise is that the first associated Balrog death, Mm. somebody came across a bunch of people who looked horrified and were (laughs) dead for no reason. Yeah. And somehow went, maybe it was a monster so ugly that they all died of fright. Yeah. And then the Balrog then and the, again, if you drew one then you would die looking at the picture I don't know
0: maybe yeah. if, if you die from a representation of it I don't know
2: if it's ugly enough if it's ugly enough <laughs>
0: that's by ugly that's apparently <laughs> the this, most horrible death
2: this is apparently what you're saying yeah you're bulrog shaming right now <laughs> yeah I sure am <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so that's my very um informative segment but
2: um look it up that's all i know about the Bullrog. uh well i'm gonna tell you about the ticky 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 tick 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 balang. hmm so this is a two-legged humanoid horse creature that spends a lot of its time in Copenhagen. No, I mean the <laughs> Philippines. Sorry.
1: You were just talking about yourself. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> Al is a two-legged horse creature.
2: Yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm also going to tell you the story of how I met a dolphin in a minute as well, because I forgot to add that. Oh, but yeah. we got to hear about this. Remind me to do this that. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> well, remind me to tell you about the dolphin, please. Yeah, yeah, I'll okay. regret it. I will. So their main deal seems to be sending travellers off the right path and keeping them lost.
0: Keeping them lost. Wow.
2: Yeah. So the Tikbalang wants you uh, lost. Mm. Some seem to believe they're the guardians of, like, mysterious kingdoms, and what you've effectively done is walk into their turf or, like, close to an entrance mm. or, a, you know, something along these lines or some of their sacred spaces, mm. and they're just trying to make sure that you nick can, A, never get there, and B... Uh, you know never find your way back this was an interesting one they can apparently become invisible to humans or turn into humans so I think that means maybe other animals can see them when you can't
0: but when they're normal they look like a horse with two legs they're a horse
2: man like a buff mm. horse guy in mm. some of the depictions mm-hmm. like a minotaur yeah. for a horse
0: yeah but a minotaur is a human with a bull with a bull's head. Yeah, so this is like a buff horse that walks on two legs. Yeah, but hair on the entire body.
2: Yeah, mm. and a mane. Beautiful hair. Yeah. Really, really, really <laughs> fucking sexy.
0: And he's here in
1: Copenhagen right now, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, ladies? No. Um,
2: <laughs> so, ugh, seems like the best way to avoid a tick belang is to be quiet when you're in the forest. Oh. You can also openly ask their permission to uh, walk through the forest. Hmm. Or if you can't be done with any of that, just uh, wear your shirt inside out. No, oh. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> so whatever. Like. Yeah. If
0: you find yourself lost with a two-legged horse, just turn your shirt inside out.
2: Yeah, if you're in the Philippines going You'll hiking, find the wear corp- your shirt inside out. Find the car parked, no problem. <laughs> If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. I think that's the <laughs> oh, yeah. That's it's so deep. That's I didn't
0: know that the mythical episode would be like our philosophy episode.
2: I think you can't help but the whole like it's all grounded in philosophy, right? So of course, much like of look at, we'll talk about Aesop's fables. Like that's the core centers of morality for the Greek world. Huh. You know? And that's huh. all just not it's not myths, but it's just stories about animals to make you go okay I feel when we've
0: gotten this deep we should talk about your profound meeting with a with the with the penguin I almost said but it's a dolphin
2: oh uh, yeah but let's just finish off on oh we're still t- talking t- t- about the Langs. it yeah, yeah yeah there's more
1: <laughs> um,
2: so this is from mythisfandom.com and this will explain how you can tame one of these pony monsters you <laughs> can You can tame them but you can't ride ride them Once they're yours, they're yours You can ride them on shoulders Jump on his shoulders (laughs) (laughs)
1: That is amazing
2: So a Tikbalang Has a mane of sharp spines With the three thickest of these Being of of particular importance A person who obtains one of these spines Can use them as a talisman In order to keep the Tikbalang as his servant Hmm. And get him to give you shoulder rides the Tikbalang must first be subdued, however, by leaping onto it and tying it with a specially prepared cord. This would-be tamer must then hang on while the creature flies through the air, fighting madly to dislodge its unwelcome rider, like a fucking rodeo, hmm. until it's exhausted and acknowledges its defeat. And once the Tikbalang says, okay, you got me, then it has to give you rides. Hmm. And then you find yourself lost. And then what? No. Then you've got. Then he's going to show you what you want. You're not going to get lost if you've beaten the tikbalang. no, like I wouldn't. That wouldn't be my thing. I'd I'd probably try and apologise. Shirt sure, inside out. Yeah, I'd be wearing my shirt inside out, <laughs> so it wouldn't even be a bother. <laughs> don't, don't even you. need to apologise. So it's funny, and it's like so. If if it's like a sun shower in the Philippines, or like if it's raining on a sunny day, they say, "May may na tikbalang. That was fucking butchered, sorry. Hmm. Um, which roughly translates to a tick balang is getting married.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and we're going to... A hoofstring. Yeah. So we're going to get into that, uh, this concept of sun showers in a second. But I'm going to give you the quick lowdown on when I'm at a dolphin. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> so I'm in a bar in... Uh... <laughs> in a bar? I'm in a bar in Mexico with my friend Sarah. You've been to
0: this uh, city on in the river, haven't you? No. And this bar is there. He didn't invite
2: me. I think he obviously realised I was. uh, I was. I was sceptical. I was a sceptic, unfortunately. But um, he, I was sitting there having a beer with my friend, and this guy who just looked like a surfy guy, just turns to me and says, "Did you know? I am a dolphin." (laughs) And I said, "No." Didn't, didn't didn't register, um, uh, but go on. And he said, well, I was in a swimming pool. Which, and I was like, in a swimming pool? Okay, not in the ocean, well, I don't know. Anyway, tell me. Um, so then he said he went under the water and turned into a dolphin. And then he came back up and was a human again, and then he went back underwater for a final time, became a dolphin again, and then came back up to the surface. And then cried for thirty seconds, specifically. A long cry. It's a pretty long cry. Thirty seconds. I don't have the time to cry. But, but exactly, how did he know specifically? <laughs> he didn't just say, "Oh, I cried." He said, "No, I cried specifically for thirty seconds." I'm like. The f- it's weird be, and then he it's said because
0: uh, when you're in the swimming pool they have these huge clocks over there where ah, you time your laps you time, and you're crying mm, so it's a perfect place <laughs> to time a cry yeah and but then, who cries in the swimming pool except the little fat
2: kids and people who just become a dolphin and mm. then he just said and then i was embodied with the spirit of a dolphin and have been a dolphin ever since mm. and i said wow and thought maybe I'd start telling people that I was a zebra and that one day I was out in a field pecking grass and all of a sudden I felt the need to run through some fear of a cat that I'd seen and I just felt my hooves and I started to bound gracefully through the field and then I turned back like into a human and stumbled and then picked myself up and majestically continued to fall and then I cried for 30 seconds yeah. <laughs> and now I'm a zebra <laughs> <laughs> so that's when I met a dolphin <laughs> ah, profound <laughs> definitely one of the strangest things anyone has ever said to me in a bar for sure and he meant it he really meant it which was mm. what made it I guess yeah yeah feel a little
0: sorry for the speed freak but uh...
2: yeah he was alright though he was a nice guy we hung out a bit <laughs> the dolphin he took me to a magical kingdom. Yes. <laughs> in a river. <laughs> Excellent. So let's switch back to this, this thing about sun showers, right? So it's actually something I found is across the world, this idea of a sun shower is mm. somehow connected to animals. Uh. So in Korea, they say that a fox is marrying a tiger. Or I think that the fox is jealous that the tiger is getting married because they had some kind of forbidden love thing. So in Armenia, the wolf is giving birth on the mountain when the sun showers are out. In England, the devil's beating his wife with a codfish. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, devil's beating his wife with a codfish.
1: <laughs>
0: and the day we're recording this happens to be the day after um, England lost the final in football. Uh, of course, a big t- thing and. Yeah. All the other Europeans don't like the Englishmen so whatever but the domestic violence goes up by uh, uh, 40% uh, every time England loses so it happens in New Zealand as well when the All Blacks lose it's dark stuff boring. but with a codfish Jesus Christ yeah but the devil <laughs> <laughs> it's the devil doing it and who's the devil's wife who would marry that guy
2: mrs uh mrs <laughs> satan i guess yeah the devil's wife. Yeah, good question. She doesn't come up a lot. No. She's probably the power behind the throne, really, isn't yeah. she? No. No, actually, we're not incels. She we're likes to, to
0: be hit by the fish. <laughs>
2: God, man, we can't say things like that. No, we can't. Jesus. Um, <laughs> fuck you, incels. <laughs> uh, so, in Hindi, it's a jackal's wedding. Spanish, rabbits are giving birth. That's always... Zulu, a monkey wedding. <laughs> Norwegian... The moose and the goose are loose and the hoose. Uh, Oh. No, I'm joking. I made that up. Okay. I was about to say, I didn't know that. (laughs) And I was going to let it hang, but I thought, I can't. You'd be like, on a a day, be like, ah, moose and goose are loose and the hoose. (laughs) (laughs) And now, possibly for my best segue ever, in Japan, it's a kitsune's wedding, which is also a fox's wedding
0: fox getting married a lot isn't or jealous at
2: marriage you know this is a g- legitimate fox oh. wedding so this is what it, this is for the kitsunes uh again sorry about my pronunciation what and is a kitsune a kitsune related we're walking on
0: it a... is that a good uh... <laughs> that's a good jingle
2: it doesn't a jingle. explain what i <laughs> <laughs> okay good i'm glad i am Oh, man, I regret singing today. Um, <laughs> Gotta keep it up. I do. So, so in Japanese, Kitsune just means fox. Yeah. But it means either divine fox, demon fox, or just regular fox.
1: Yeah.
2: You never know what you're going to get. Uh, so these are the trickster fox spirits who seduce, swindle, drink, and marry humans. Dirty John. Season
0: three. Yeah, exactly. But uh... Directed by Wes Anderson. <laughs> VoiceOver by George Clooney. Yeah. That'd be a good one.
2: About, yeah. That would be good. I think they Fantastic Mr. Fox, like, the Isle of Dogs mixed in with Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's where you get a kitsune, I think. Oh, okay. But actually, Fantastic Mr. Fox could have been a kitsune. He was a pretty uh, mischievous fellow. He, he was, but he was quite loyal to his family. He's allowed to be. Like, he's allowed to be loyal to other kitsunes. It's, mm. us, it's an us and them kind of thing. Okay, yeah. There's a division. They're not trying to you know, yeah. mingle too much. So these myths are apparently as old as Japan itself. Hmm. So a kitsune comes in thirteen different flavours. You can have heaven, dark, wind, spirit, fire, earth, river, ocean, mountain, forest, thunder, time and sound kitsunes. And strawberry. Pardon? And strawberry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would fall into earth, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know. Glad you clarify. Yeah. Thirteen <laughs> 13 flavors of a katsune. (laughs) (laughs) So, how do you know if the fox you've just crossed paths with is going to cause you grief or just wants your lunch? He's wearing a little sixpence hat, maybe? Um, Well, this is the question I'm going to try and answer. Oh, oh. oh, Maybe. That was... I'm it was not a kidding. rhetorical question. Oh, okay. But again, if you want to try and answer it, I think it's a good thing. If, yeah, if, if, I, if it's wearing a hat, it's probably not a regular fox. Yeah. Like, and then you have to decide if it's a good one or a bad one. Yeah, exactly. But the bad ones are going to trick you and the good ones are going to, again, they want your lunch. Mm. Um, so if a, if a kitsune turns 100 years old, it can gain the ability to take human form. Hmm. Usually because it wants to seduce people. They can also any of them at any age can produce this thing that roughly translates as fox fire, mm. which they can use to be mesmerize people mm. and attract people, this light that they can emit. they can also grow up to nine tails. <laughs> that's and, how you measure in Japan. is it yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> No, like no, not nine tails tall, like like hands on a horse. Uh, no. How like, far to the nearest store, Mister? Yeah. One hundred and seven tails. No, but literally they grow nine tails, like physical oh, okay. tails. Yeah. But yeah, it's a good form of measurement if you know <laughs> if there was a standard tail length. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How far to go, Father? <laughs> Seven hundred tails. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Sounds far. What animal? <laughs> the long-tailed moose. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> brachiosaurus. Yeah, the bra- oh man. <laughs> Seven hundred Brachiosaurus tails away. <laughs> wow. They should. It would be cool if there was some way to convert that, um, <laughs> so you could <laughs> check. So if they achieve the ninth tail, yeah they turn white or gold. And the more tails they have, the harder it is to defeat one, if you have to. Hmm. Because to defeat a kitsune, you have to remove its tails. So, the good kitsunes, known as Zenko, are more or less just guardians against the bad ones. And apparently they love a good bit of tofu. Tofu? Yeah. <laughs> good fox. So that's how you would be, you want to make friends with a good one, tofu. Hmm. Um, huh. But the bad ones did tofu as well, huh? Yeah, I, I assume so. Mm. I think everyone did in Japan. That's um, tricky. The demon foxes, Nogasune, uh, target the bad traits of humans, such as pride, greed, and vanity, mm. just for their own giggles. These kitsune can bring down apparently even the most devoted priest oh. through temptation, and just you know, they rarely attack women, but prefer to possess them instead. Then, using their fox fire. They'll lure unsuspecting men to their doom. Mm. And then the third type of fox in Japan, the regular fox, is just walking around looking cute <laughs> and probably enjoy the benefits and problems of mistaken identity. Yeah, <laughs> So it might get some tofu, but it might also have its tail pulled off. Like, <laughs> So the, I don't know where you want to be on that. Most of the stories follow the same pattern. A young man falls in love with a beautiful fox lady, and they marry, unaware of the fox's real identity. She proves to be a very loyal and good wife, but once the man discovers, usually by accident, I guess she's uh, high, rolling up her tail, that then he, when he finds out that his wife's a fox, she has to escape the village like mm. a Frankenstein monster. Yeah, so that's the standard kitsune myth. It's a good rundown. And so, according to attention.com, the best way to check if your new friend is a magic fox... <laughs> so if you run across this is if you've met a human yeah. and you're suspicious of whether or not they're a fox. So you're wearing a hat now, so I'm thinking I oh, might be a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Zebra. <laughs> so so this is how you would distinguish if you're talking to a fox or a human. Yeah. So you want to check if your new friend's facial features resemble those of a fox. Are their eyes a different colour? Do they have whiskers? Try to find their tail. <laughs> <laughs> if you can find it, it will embarrass the kitsune, because obviously you, they've not done a very good job of pretending to be a human, and they'll run off with uh-huh. shame in their hearts. You can also introduce them to a dog. Uh, so a mango would keep kitsunes away. Uh. Uh, kitsunes hate dogs, so when they see one, they will run away. To clarify, my dog is named Mango. You can't bring Mango in. We've talked about Mango hundreds of times. Ah, yes. She was a special guest at one point. She was a special guest. So, yeah, like if you don't know who Mango is, then go back and listen to... <laughs> go back and listen to David Allenborough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to maybe see a, see one of these kitsunes, mm. um, you could check out the Zao Fox village in the Miyagi prefecture of Japan, where over 100 foxes live. Oh. In a little village. And they're all presumed to be Sugas. I, m- I think they're just a mix of the three types. Yeah. I'd say strongly just regular Fox. But you never know if one or two were... Wearing a sixpence. Yeah. There might be one with a sixpence hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would
0: you feel about taking a break, Fred? I always feel great about taking a break. We'll be right back for part... Two of psychedelic parrots into mythical space.